Well, hey everyone, and welcome to our 101st episode of Overtime. Overtime is our weekly podcast where we get to do a little bit deeper dive into the weekend message. Normally, there's somebody here with me, but it's a unique week, so you're just stuck with me. So this is going to be a little bit maybe a different format. (laughs) Pretty much, I'm just going to speak until... I don't have anything else to say. So I do want to remind you that if you are joining us live, you can obviously type in in the chat. We've got four different feeds up. So actually, I need to finish logging into Facebook. So I'm going to kind of play around with that now. But we are on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We are on Facebook. And then we are on our online platform as well. So if you want to jump in there and say, hey, love to have your interaction there. Um, We do have a couple questions that we're going to get to. And we'll get to kind of our normal Uh, cadence slightly. It's like I said, probably just going to be a little bit different on time. My guess is that it's probably going to be between 10 to 20 minutes. uh, So you can kind of do whatever you want with the rest of that time. Um, Yeah, sorry. I'm just signing into these and I will be right with you. So we are in Twitch. We are now on YouTube. So Twitch is there. I see my face, which is kind of weird. Um, Hopefully you don't hear anything because otherwise that would create feedback. So anyway, this week, before we kind of jump into the content of what we talked about, we were in our second week of the parables. Um, Just want to give you a couple different updates. So want to let you know that if you are interested, our children's ministry could very much use some help right now. So if you are possibly interested in helping out on Wednesday nights for our Kids Connect program, we would love help in that area, but also on Sunday morning. So uh, we know that post-COVID, it's not even really post-COVID, it's still in a world with COVID, but different than last year. In this world that we have, there's a lot of different complications. We know that volunteerism is down, but if you would be interested in helping out, that would be a huge support for us. So we would love any help that you want to offer in that. So you can contact our children's ministry directors, uh, contact anybody in the office even. So info at clcfamily.church and we'll get you kind of to the right person. So we want to let you know about that. That is something that is kind of ongoing. Also, I do want to let you know that we are planning on this Sunday, on October 3rd, bringing back what we're calling game days. Basically, whenever the Eagles play in the month of October at 1 o'clock on Sundays, we hope to show that. So I believe it's the 3rd, the 10th, and the 31st of October, we plan on having those those game days brought to you there. So if you're interested in being part of that, it's a lot of fun. You can just jump, um, you can show up, bring your favorite food that you want to eat, and or share if you want to. Um, If you want to bring your kids, it's a big parking lot. So there's usually some sports equipment and some things that are happening in the parking lot. So you're welcome to be a part of that. Um, Also, the playgrounds are out there and it's just kind of a fun, really, it's an excuse to hang out for anybody that's interested in the church parking lot as you watch an Eagles game. So if you're interested in doing that, we are planning on doing that this Sunday. The only caveat to that is that we did have the screen kind of burn up a little bit on, on Sunday. So I think I've got all the necessary parts to fix that. We'll know tomorrow when the Amazon order shows up. So as long as the screen is back, we will be doing that this Sunday. So hopefully you can come out to that. Uh, I see Jerry. Jerry is jumping online and saying, hey, thanks for joining us, Jerry. I really appreciate that online. I think it's you and me right now. Um, Actually, that's not true. I think I see some other people in another platform as well. So uh, thanks for joining us. Like I said, overtime is kind of our deeper dive into the weekend message. This week's it looks a little bit different. Um, I, there was a couple people that were willing to help me today, but it just felt a little bit weird seeing how I preached the message. I didn't want to be like, hey, 
watch my message and ask me a bunch of questions. So we should have some more help in the next couple of weeks as we get in more uh, more people to uh, join and support that. Um, uh, but with that, actually, one more announcement. Sorry, I just thought of this. Next week, I will be on vacation. So next week on the 5th of October, we will not be doing overtime. So we'll do our 102nd episode the following week there on October 12th. So no overtime on October 5th. We just want to let you know that. So yeah, so basically this week for our second week of parables, um, we were looking at kind of the same story that we looked at from week one. So we were basically in Luke chapter 14, one through six was the first week of the parables. And then this week, what we covered was actually seven through 11. Uh, and in this, Jesus tells a parable of the wedding banquet or the, uh, the wedding feast, if you will. And basically what happens in, is in these few verses, Jesus basically gives us a picture of what the kingdom of heaven is like and how we should operate here in this life. And that's what parables do. Parables are basically just stories that were made up that Jesus talked through and he taught a lot from them. And uh, through the parables, we see how the kingdom of God is like. We can see how that, that impacts our life. It gives us an idea of how we should live even in this world because we have a greater understanding of that kingdom of heaven and how God works. Usually there is a God figure in the parables and there's usually also a figure that represents us. In this one, as Jesus is at this dinner party, it's on a Sabbath. Basically, again, we looked at last week, they basically, uh, Jesus is invited to on the Sabbath to one of the leaders of the Pharisee's house where they bring this person that has... Uh, an, an ailment that they want to see if Jesus is actually going to heal them. For them, it was breaking of their rules, of their laws, not God-made laws or rules, but their man-made laws and rules. And so they wanted to see if Jesus is actually going to um, heal on the Sabbath, to which Jesus does. He responds in compassion and love and care and concern, unlike what the Pharisees were doing. He heals that man, sends them away, and then basically the most awkward thing happens is that Jesus stays at the party. It's not like there's this awkward awkwardness, the, the Pharisees and the, the people that were there, Jesus asks this very pointed question of going, is it wrong to heal? And then he heals and they're silent. They don't say anything. And it would have been an awkward exchange that Jesus continues to stay there with. And basically when you get to uh, verse seven, this is kind of what it, what it says. I'm going to go ahead and read it again from Luke 14, verse seven. It says, when he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. And so Jesus is going to go into this parable of how you should respond. And, and again, what we see is a picture of how the kingdom of heaven operates. And so uh, let me just read the text. We'll read it in its entirety, and then we'll just kind of discuss it. There is a couple questions we'll get to, and then we'll probably just wrap it up early. So uh, verse 8 says this. It says, When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited so that the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person a seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. Verse 10, but when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all other guests. And then verse 11, and this is really, this is again, this is sharing what the kingdom of God is like. It says, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. And this is really the big truth that Jesus is trying to share 
with the Pharisees. And it's interesting because the Pharisees were very much trying to jockey for position. They wanted the, the place of prominence and importance, and it was really a testament to their pride. And that's kind of what we looked at on Sundays. Are we living and walking in a way that we are living in pride, or are we living in humility? Because the reality is that if we walk in pride, well, then we're going to be humiliated in that. But if we walk in humility, then we'll be exalted. That's what the kingdom of, of heaven teaches us. That's what the kingdom of God teaches us as we live through our lives. So we can either choose, again, pride, and with that pride, we'll ultimately, maybe not in this world, maybe, maybe in the next, we will be humiliated in that. Or if we choose to humble ourselves, we can walk in, in, we can be exalted by the kingdom of heaven, by Jesus himself. So that's kind of what the story was talking about. Um, I, I've, I'm just getting the chance to talk to a lot of you on Sunday. I think a lot of you appreciate it. I used a illustration using GI Joes, and I think that helped get kind of a visual of maybe what Jesus saw. And it was a little bit ludicrous. If you haven't watched the message, you're welcome to do that. clcfamily.church slash media. You can kind of see that. For those of you that were joining us outline or outside in our drive-in, uh, I apologize. I know that the screen cut out halfway through that message, but you can still watch that online if you're interested in seeing that. So you can still see the illustrations. Um, and again, we hope to have that screen fixed by this week. But uh, using that kind of silly illustration of G.I. Joes that are kind of jockeying for position is really what I wonder if is the way that God sees us and how we live our lives. Because many times what we do is that we live in a state of pride, but we don't recognize it or identify it as pride. And this is, again, this is kind of partially what we talked about on Sunday. Um, I don't want to go into great detail or great length, because if you want to listen to that, you can listen to the message. But we call that a lot of different things. We call that self-esteem. We call that confidence. We call that grit or determination. Like we as an American culture, as a culture, we tend to glorify actually pride rather than then kind of be humiliated by it, we feel like we're exalted when we exhibit pride. And that is the complete opposite of what Jesus is teaching. It's the complete opposite of how we should live our lives. And, and I think the ultimate example that we see is Jesus, right? Like Jesus came not to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. And he paid the greatest price. He laid down his life for us. And because of that, as we looked at Philippians 2, the end of that, because of him laying down his life, he was exalted that his name would be above every other name, that every knee would bow, every tongue would confess to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So, so there's this awesome principle that we're seeing is that if you want to live in pride, then ultimately you're going to experience humiliation. But if you want to walk in humility, you actually will be exalted in that. Not that our, not that our desire or our, our goal is to be exalted. That's why we're going to walk in humility. Humility is an interesting thing. You can't just pretend you have humility. humility. That's false humility. And that does lead to one of the questions that was asked by one of our listeners. So I'm going to go ahead and pull that up. Um, this is what it says. Um, uh, my question is, uh, what does true humility look like and how does one foster it? Uh, I think that I see too many folks with a false humility that I think that 
uh, and I think that they elevate themselves in others' eyes. And I think this is a great question, and it's a challenging question. And, and one of the things that I would first answer this by saying is that humility is not so, something that you just arrive at, right? Like, we, I mentioned this towards the end of the message on Sunday. Like, pride is something that you can achieve, right? Like, you get to the point where you're prideful and you're arrogant. You can kind of check that box. You've been there. But humility is a pursuit, and you have to continue to pursue after it. And on Sunday, again, we talked about humility isn't just the idea of I'm, I'm prideful, I need to be humble, so I'm going to pursue humility. That's not how it works. What I think it needs to be is a pursuit of Jesus. And as you become more like Jesus, as you try and live your life in such a way that it brings honor and glory to him, then in that, you start to exhibit more true humility. Because I think that your question is, is absolutely right. Like if we try and pretend that we're humble or just think a lot about being humble and not being pride, prideful, like that generally doesn't work that well. It, it generally is kind of, if you mention humility, humility's kind of already left the room. Like it's already gone. It's kind of this elusive thing that you talk about humility and you don't really have it if you're talking about humility. Humility is something that you just instinctively have, I think, as you pursue Jesus Christ. I think that humility is a byproduct of your pursuit of Jesus Christ. So that's how I would say that. So the question is, how does humility, um, how does, or my question is, is what does true, true humility look like and how does one foster it? I don't think that I have perfect examples, but I do think that Philippians talks about this. And I'm going to pull that up on my phone because it's a little bit easier um, as we are doing that. But Philippians 2 says, humble yourselves and basically to think of others as more important as yourself. I think that that gives us a pretty big clue of how we can actually pursue humility. And and honestly, I'm not sure if that that's a great answer because it's it's like, okay, I know how to do that. But I think that that gives us something tangible to do. And I think that that verse, the, the verses in Philippians are so challenging to me because when I use that as a standard of going, am I viewing others as more important than myself? The reality is that many times I'm not, and that's convicting. And so that's why I said on Sunday, man, I'm so interested and curious that if we actually lived out those verses of Philippians chapter 2, it's verses 1 through 11, if we actually lived that out, what would it look like? So I, I know that that's a very simple answer, but I think that I would say, what does true humility look like? I would say Philippians chapter 2, and, and this is what it says. I'll, I'll read verses um, 3 and 4 specifically. And this is what it says. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. And I feel like if I was to even narrow down that Philippians passage, I'd say I'd probably point to those two verses. Do nothing out of selfish ambition, but consider others as more important or more valuable than yourself. That's really hard. That's really challenging. And there is this tension that we live in of going, we need to value others as more important than ourselves, but we also need to have very very <laughs> well-established boundaries because we live in a world where there isn't a ton of, uh, there isn't always, I should say, emotional intelligence. Sometimes people don't necessarily have a great understanding of what their actions or their deeds or their consequences, how that impacts you. So I think that it's important to have well-balanced, if you will, like well-balanced boundaries and to understand 
what you can and what you shouldn't do and how you live your life. And then in that, do exactly what Jesus said. When you have established well boundaries, and and this isn't like a boundary, I'm just going to set that boundary because uh, I don't want to actually help you, but I'm going to set the boundary of, well, I don't work on Saturdays because that would be helping you and I don't want to help you move. Like, I think that you really need to evaluate all of your boundaries and everything that you do and ask if it's from a selfish motive. So it's still in that, like, I don't want to use boundaries as an excuse, but I just want to acknowledge the tension that we as Christians can live in of going, man, it's challenging because there's some people that may not have a great boundary that you do have to kind of draw a line with, but you really need to evaluate your boundaries and make sure that you're not doing that out of selfish pride or, or ambition or conceit um, or an arrogance. Like you really need to have an honest assessment of that. So um, that's how I'd kind of answer that question. Uh, and then we did get another question. Actually, it's not so much a question as more of a thought. Um, and I, I liked it. That's why I thought I would share it today. Um, one of the things that I did towards the end of uh, of the message was I had these stools that were on stage that one kind of represented the the best or the most important guest of honor. That one was staying empty. Generally, that would be for the host or maybe if there was like a prominent person in the culture, that would be their seat. And then the G.I. Joes were jockeying for position of seat two and three and four and five, right? Like, so they're going in between that. But really what I think when we live in pride, what we do, even when we think we're going for the two or three or four position, what we do is when we live in pride, we set ourselves in that number one seat where we take the place of prominence and we take the place of position and we take the place where we, maybe not in our, in our we don't necessarily say this or think this, but what happens is that we actually think that we should be praised, that we should be worshiped, that we should be honored. And pride puts us in that number one position. Again, even when we think we're in two or three or four spot. And when we do that, we don't recognize or know our place. Our place, again, I think true humility is knowing our place and being comfortable with it, not striving to be where we don't belong. And again, I used an illustration of having standing room seat seat tickets only for a baseball game, but I wanted to sit in a seat. So it was humiliating as I tried to sit in a seat and somebody would come and, hey, that's our seat. And embarrassed, I get up and walk away. Like knowing my place in true humility would just be accepting the fact that my place was standing, not trying to sit. And if we can do that before God, then we have a greater appreciation for who he is and for who we are. So I think that when we walk in pride, we, hum- we exalt ourselves to a place of number one prominence and position and authority. And when we do that, ultimately we will experience humiliation, whether again in this life or in the next, in this world or the next, we will experience humiliation. But if we can do what this verse is telling us is to walk in humility if we take a lower seat or we recognize who we are in light of who God is, we recognize that we don't we don't deserve a place at the banquet. We don't even deserve to be in the same room as the person, the guest of honor, which is Jesus Christ. We don't even deserve to be in the same hemisphere as him because he is so one, he is so worthy and we are not. And when we do that, we recognize our place and we can truly worship God in that. So basically the question or the thought was um, just kind of along that lines of that, that seat there of going, who are you inviting to take the place of honor? And I think that that is a great question to ask ourselves in every single day, every single situation, every single decision, even as I talk about boundaries just a few minutes ago, what, 
what, who are you inviting to be sitting in that place of honor? Is it you? Because if it's you, that's contrary to what scripture and what the kingdom of God is like. So I would challenge you in that. So uh, let me jump over, see if there's anybody that is online uh, that's had any thoughts. Susan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for, for being here. I appreciate that. Um, Jerry, thanks for being here again. I don't see any questions. So just want to say, if you do have any questions, probably in the next few minutes, I'll start to wrap up here. But if you've got any questions, don't be afraid to um, email them to us. If you are in the chat right now, you're welcome to kind of jump in and say, hey, there, I'd love to be able to answer any questions, whether it's related to the message or just a general question of something that you're, you're working through. We'd love to have your questions. So just give that a couple more minutes. Um, if there is any questions there, if not, no worries, we'll wrap it up early and you'll be able to get a little bit of extra time. But uh, yeah, I really hope that this message this past week was challenging and encouraging. I, I think that for me, honestly, as I started to prepare this message, it was pretty, pretty obvious right away that I'm talking about the difference between pride and humility. And I think if I'm being honest in that, there was definitely a probably that first day of acknowledging and recognizing the areas of my life where I've been prideful, where um, either I didn't want to admit it or maybe I just didn't see it. But I think that there was definitely some confession for me at the beginning of the week. And um, I think the reality is that I've been long enough at this church that many of you have probably seen times and moments and seasons uh, of pride. And I, I think that that for me was... Um, was really challenging and I'll say really good. I think that God kind of convicted me of that and I wanted to I wanted to kind of confess that and go, God, forgive me of that. And I truly want to strive to live my life in such a way that I recognize my place, that I honor and worship God and not put myself in that that most most authoritative seat or that most honored seat. So um, thanks, LK. I appreciate your response there. So um, glad that it was a, a pretty good answer. Uh, if you do have any thoughts or questions, like I said, whether it's this week or in the following, we will take next week off on October 5th. We won't be doing that because I'll be away on vacation. But if you do have questions just in general about the message or questions about where you're at or a season that you're in or whatever, we would love to hear that. Hopefully this is something that challenges and encourages you. Um, yeah, we should be back kind of in two weeks. We'll be back to our two-person format. Right now, I'm just trying to... I, I, I had a couple people that were willing to help me today, but it felt a little bit weird to go, hey, I preached a message, and it felt a little bit prideful to go, can you listen to that and then come up with questions to ask me? So that's literally where I was yesterday, where I had two people that were willing to step in and help, and I was like, I just feel pretty proud to go, hey, I, I preached this killer message, so you should interview me. So I think that by hopefully the next time I preach, we'll have uh, that kind of ironed out. But uh, yeah, definitely wanted to jump online, say hey to everybody. I love the interaction that we get. This is something that I would love to continue to do um, as long as we see continued value in it. And uh, I think that we do. So yeah, let me know if you have any questions. I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up and We'll just kind of be done for the day. Let's see. I'm going to play with this. Yeah, we've been about 20 minutes, so I, I feel like that's that's decent. So uh, let me just check one more time, see if there's any questions there online. There is about a minute and a half delay. So if I start praying and you have a question, I'm sorry. We will circle back around to it. So 
Yeah, well, thanks for joining us. Let me just pray out and then we'll go from there. So Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. I thank you for this opportunity. Lord, I, I thank you for technology that we get to do this and that it can be a touch point for, um, for whoever desires that. And uh, if they have more questions or if they have just a discussion that they wanna have, Lord, I thank you so much for that. Thank you for every single person that is listening, whether this is uh, live and in person or whether it's recorded and they listen to it later. Uh, we appreciate them. And Lord, I pray that you would just do exactly what uh, what our hope is, is that we would be challenged and encouraged by this. So Lord, thank you for it all. And would you just be blessed and glorified and would you be honored in our lives? We thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. So one last look here. That's it. I think I'm going to just go ahead and sign off. Again, if you do have any questions, you can email us overtime at clcfamily.church. You can text us 610-869-2140. We would love to have any questions there, again, regarding the message or messages coming up or just questions in general. So I think that's all we got, friends. Thanks for joining us. And look at that. You still have like 35 minutes left to do whatever you want. Like it's not an hour, not today at least. But anyway, thanks everyone. Have a great blessed week and we will see you in two weeks. Bye.